Welcome to Zephyr Podcast Sessions with your host, me, Scott Howland. Zephyr is a subscription experience platform that enables non-technical teams to build, test, learn, and optimize your digital journeys and drive personalized experiences that accelerate digital revenue growth. Find out more at zephyr.com. Hey and welcome to the Zephyr Podcast Sessions. It's absolutely awesome to be back today and uh, it's a pleasure to be uh, joined today with from Shannon Bowen and Jessica Gilbert of McClatchy. Hey both, how are you? Hi, great to be here. Hi. It's, uh, it's awesome. For people that don't know you, I don't know if you want to just introduce yourself uh, uh, to everyone that's listening. Um, uh, maybe we start, um, Jessica, yourself first. Sure. So I'm Jessica Gilbert. Uh, I'm the Senior Director uh, of all the product teams, uh, including news and subscription here at McClatchy. Uh, also the experience teams, uh, which includes creative, product design, uh, user experience, and research. Uh, my background is in journalism uh, and design, um, and we've affectionately named our group ProdX. Uh, of which Shannon's a part of. And Shannon, uh, maybe you know. Hi, I'm Shannon Bowen, um, Director of Product Engagement and Strategy. So my team focuses on funnel monetization, off-platform strategy, engagement frameworks, and other strategies and tactics that guide people through our funnel from top to bottom. And this includes personalization through dynamic experiences, which we will talk more about here in just a bit. No, it would be awesome to get into that and obviously start talking about that. Um, look, first, look, let's this. Uh, it'd be good to get an understanding of your experience or experiences uh, in this game. Obviously, um, uh, I'd like to dive into a little bit later about how McClatchy, obviously, you're supporting local news, uh, the mission, and how that's coming along and headed and things like that. But look, let's start off. Maybe Jessica, what's your experience in this uh, industry? So uh, I have a degree in journalism, so I am uh, kind of based there. Uh, always with a little bit of a bend toward the design side. Um, I have uh, led creative direction. Um, I've come in and out of news media and kind of gone into marketing communications and then I've come back. Um, and I uh, have led, uh, been the director of design um, and then that kind of grew into UX and design um, and kind of moved more into the product and technology space um, still. Uh, work on storytelling design though and get you know kind of in on how we're telling our stories but overall um, now it's just kind of how all of those pieces come together how do we make business decisions um, around uh, just journalism and news and our communities and making sure we're essential. Awesome. Uh, a lot of experience there and uh, lots of different areas we can dive into today um, which is awesome um, and Shannon what's your kind of background and experience? So I actually began my career as a local news reporter. Um, I thought I was going to be a reporter or maybe an editor throughout my career. But, um, you know, when I started my career, everyone was starting to think through how do we position journalism on social media to start to reach new audiences? This was back when news organizations were arguing over print versus digital. And I quickly became obsessed with digital strategy and starting an audience engagement and how we, uh, how news organizations could really um, attract and engage people through social media and then through other um, digital strategies. So I started working in audience engagement roles and audience development. I left local news to work for 
national news organizations and um, even um, a digital consultancy. I worked as a, I was a founding member of the Atlantic's digital consultancy in Washington, D.C., where we um, taught the best practices of the Atlantic to um, um, other companies. And um, then I, I really just wanted to get back into local news. Um, we're, Jessica and I both are really just passionate about the mission of local news. And so I started working for McClatchy about four and a half years ago in an official product role. I'd always been doing product strategy through my audience development roles, um, but this was my first um, uh, officially like product manager role. Um, so I started working as a, um, a news product manager and then um, I led a team focused on, on news product, which was everything from uh, content management um, and news tools um, to, um, our off-platform strategy, like using um, Apple News and Yahoo and other um, platforms to to reach audiences. Awesome! Again, a, a huge kind of uh, background of experience. I never knew you were a reporter. It's news there. So look at that. That's a interesting conversation for another time. Um, but um, look, obviously, you're both uh, working at McClatchy now. McClatchy has a huge mission, right? It's supporting local news. And I think that's key in the world right now. Obviously, we've seen a lot of local news struggle, especially over the last kind of 18 months and things going on. Uh, it'd be interesting to understand a little bit, and I don't know who wants to kind of dive into this, but a little bit about that mission and how that's coming along for McClatchy. Sure. I, I think the mission of supporting local news is what attracted both Jessica and I to, to work for McClatchy and lead teams through change. So I'm particularly um, passionate about the place that a local news organization has in, in the community and that the journalists have in, in connecting with the community. And that's everything from shining a light on important issues for the community to really convening people around information that they need that they wouldn't have otherwise. And I believe that journalism is the product. People want look who, people who want local journalism need and deserve a great experience for reading, watching, listening, or just even engaging with that journalism. And that's really the challenge that I think we took on um, several years ago. Yeah, I mean, the same. I think I, you know, I always, I have, I look through the lens of a designer most of the time for almost anything. And I think it's no secret that most of the time local news experiences or how, um, you know, a user comes and, and tries to uh, read or engage with our product isn't always the best. And so it's been a, a challenge. I've never tried to take the kind of easy way to this, <laughs> to, to any kind of solution, but really to try to look at, you know, how can this be something that is seamless, um, that's valuable, that's something that people want to um, depend on and engage with and not just kind of loyal uh, people who have been with us, but other potential customers, people moving into our, our different markets. They're all different, but all the same mission to be valuable in those communities. And so to try to kind of come up with how we can make this better for uh, the users is really something that kind of pushes us forward and why we want to create strategies to try to reach and, and understand their needs and, and try to kind of do that in a way that's not a broad stroke. And 
that's what's quite interesting about all of this. It's all about these new strategies, new ways forward, and and overall understanding these local news audiences. Obviously, there's a, I guess, and I don't actually know the answer. I'm hoping one of you two can tell me um, that these audiences differ from national audiences. It'll be interesting to get your two cents on how they differ and why they differ. Maybe uh, Jessica, we start with you this time. <laughs> Um, well, we've done a lot of research in this area, and I know that Shannon will go kind of deeper in, into that. Uh, but what we know is, you know, there's the, the base level understanding of, you know, we live in these communities. So it's not people reporting from farther away. These are neighbors. Um, we want to have that same feeling. And even if we're in a centralized role, we want to understand what is happening and what you know, around the corner and what is of interest there, but then also be able to, to show how there is a connection and there is a thread of stories that is across McClatchy and across, you know, the country. And so we really try to build um, and create spaces for different types of storytelling, different types of, um, you know, accessibility, um, in, in the products and, and who they're for. And um, I kind of say this a lot, but we want kind of to have a curated serendipity for whomever is using the product. We're kind of, you know, we want to address the needs or what they're there for. Um, but we also, you know, it's not just about their current relationship with us, but how can we grow this relationship um, and kind of choreograph it a bit um, and through what we know is important, uh, not just kind of one uh, size fits all type of a news product. No, that's interesting. Shannon, anything to add there? Well, I, I love the term that Jessica uses, cur uh, curated serendipity. Um, it has really helped to guide our strategy. And I don't think there's necessarily a national news versus a local news audience. I think local news has a special place um, in the lives of, of different news consumers that, that national news doesn't really fill. Um, we've done a lot of this research. Um, so as we set out on our mission to really improve the experience of our journalism products, we knew that we needed to understand the audiences, the people in our communities um, before we started making any plans, right? Um, so one of the first things we did was we worked with um, actually the digital consultancy, consultancy of the Atlantic that I used to work for, Atlantic 57. Um, to create a set of user typologies. Um, this was based on extensive research in each of our communities. And this really helped us learn about the people there and their news consumption habits and their motivations for seeking out local news. We wanted to understand what, what uh, made someone want to subscribe to local news or what made them not want to subscribe to local news. What problem could we solve for them? So, you know, for one, as one example, one of our typologies is called the civic hero. And this group of people really value the connection to local policy and politics news, in addition to um, really wanting that communication with journalists. They want to know the journalists in their communities. They don't get that from national news. They really value that connection. And they're also more tolerant of things like ads or um, paywalls because they understand that local journalism is valuable and it comes at a cost. And they're aware of the business model that supports it and they want to support it. 
So we know exactly how to reach that kind of person. Um, and they also value effective design and user experience that Jessica speaks to. Um, and because that makes them feel like they're getting access to a local journalism product. And that's a nice little segue, actually. It's like we've planned this. Um, but <laughs> we go off into a, uh, a nice little segue there into um, Jessica. How do you start one of these design processes when you're taking this approach? Where do you start? Uh, and I guess there's, there's, <laughs> there's probably a long list of answers, but. What would be your advice on where to start? Well, I mean, this is, it's, it's more, it's starting, but then making sure you're diligent to keep going um, and keep going through the process as it's kind of peeling an onion because you want to start at a certain place. You know, I was asked uh, a question by executive leadership about what I would do from a blank page to make our story pages better, right? Like that could be such an easy cosmetic change. I want to change a font. I want to change this. I want to remove ads. Everyone would love that. But, <laughs> you know, you also have to understand the kind of business of it. And so what we what we did, and I think it worked well, and it has continued to inform us as we have we've been on this journey, Shannon and I, for the past couple of years, which is, you know, we we didn't want a short-term fix. So we knew we needed to start from scratch. And I think sometimes it's more about um, kind of understanding how you build it up instead of kind of tear it down. Um, and so, you know, we knew just looking at the page that there was a collision of kind of internal goals and it wasn't something a customer, it wasn't customer centric, it wasn't something they were excited about. Uh, so we really, you know, we started with with research uh, and, and both, I'll note internal and external. You know, Shannon yeah. talks about, you know, kind of understanding behavioral, uh, and, um, aspects of the audience and and their consumption. We looked at the kind of quantitative data too, but we also needed to understand in our newsrooms what what they needed to be able to reach and kind of build the story um, and enable what they wanted to tell or how they wanted to deliver the news. So we went on a roadshow and did brainstorming and you know went back to just design thinking, just the basic tenets. We did flares. We you know, grouped it. And then what we really did, and I, and this is, this is the point is we found a, a couple in state ideas that we were all really excited about and that we heard across different newsrooms and from customers and we backed out how, what would we even need to do to get there? What were the kind of steps? Because that seemed so distant and it seemed so big that you know, it could be daunting, but we just kind of pieced it out. And, you know, for us, that was, you know, not just rebuilding the pages, but re-architecting stacks, uh, creating new data, centralized data structures. So we had a kind of central view of our, our customers, creating a design system. We didn't have one um, that could, could flex um, depending on the kind of size of the market or for the audience segments um, and what we might wanna show them. Um, and so we kind of built all of those things out just by understanding what we wanted to get to um, that was addressing uh, the needs we heard. Um, so, you know, we looked at the opportunities in the page, uh, the story page, but then that, you know, that's the whole site really. But we started with that one spot that was kind of something we could focus on. Um, and we just made it, we looked at the page to 
kind of break it apart and make sure that we were promoting journalism and speaking to the audience where we needed to. We wanted to eliminate, you know, negative interactions of just nuisance things that would bother um, and, you know, kind of have someone disengage and, um, and really try to build the foundation to deliver what ultimately was our goal, which is the right experience for the right person at the right time. And that's kind of And that's quite kind of um, concise there on what you're saying. You're saying, look, maybe start with a blank page, understand where perhaps you might want to look at and get to actually then focus on that end goal and the short steps to get there, but addressing needs along the way, right? Don't make a step for no reason. Make a step for towards that end goal. And obviously that that's always key, right? The 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 right experience for the right person, the right time. Because that's what's going to keep people engaged. And that's what's going to enable you to move more people from unknown to known and then known to subscriber down that journey. And especially I guess that that especially care these days with uh with um, first party data sets and things like that and collecting that first party data so you can do more with it. And I kind of, again, nicely planned. It moves quite nicely onto, um, I guess, uh, Shannon moving on to you next uh, with um, obviously from that. And obviously you've got these design journeys, you've, you've looked at the story pages um, and then you're looking at ways that you can create dynamic experiences um, and how you create those four specific users. And I guess there's a, there's a big transparency thing here. Yeah, we, we are working closely, Zeph is working closely with McClatchy and uh, maybe we can touch on some of that, but um, it'll be interesting to hear how that moves onto you, Shannon, in your role. So once we've got that designed and you've got those steps in place, how does that relate to creating these dynamic experiences? And what, where do you start in those dynamic experiences? Well, you know, I think Jessica explained this really well, that a project of this uh, magnitude isn't just about the external research. You know, we, we, I talked some about the typologies and user research we did to really understand our audiences, but it was also understanding our journalists internally. So the brainstorms that we held were um, really influential in creating our dynamic experiences plan. We, we needed to understand how do our journalists want to interact and reach their, their audiences. And then also, you know, across all of the different other pillars of McClatchy, how, like, what was, what were the needs from, for advertising? What are the needs for um, our sales and marketing groups as we became a, um, subscription first company, you know, we were, we were really focusing on subscriptions as we were focusing on this um, improved experience for our customers. And that was by no, you know, no mistake. Like we were, we were, um, we were really focused on um, subscriptions and becoming a subscriber first company at the same time um, as we were focused on improving the experience for all of our different um, audiences. Um, so, you know, we knew that we needed to provide differentiated experiences, that one size wasn't going to fit all um, to really guide people down our funnel. Um, we needed to figure out how to show somebody the value of our subscri subscription in journalism in different ways. And we needed to make sure that we were meeting someone in our loyalty funnel um, and providing that best experience that suits their specific needs. So, you know, as one example, um, I mentioned the civic hero typology. We have another typology called the active generalist. And this, this typology really prefers like news alerts, um, curated newsletters. They need a different approach than say our steadfast neighbor, which is more of our traditional print reader who is trying to 
um, bridge to you know try uh, try out our digital offerings like our uh, additional edition of replica for the first time. Um, so building on the design system and all of the other components of our strategy, we've launched what we have called dynamic experiences, which is essentially personalization on our story pages based on where someone is in our funnel, as well as what kind of segment they might fall into. So if you go to one of our story pages, say the Miami Herald, you'll see alongside an ad, maybe a newsletter um, sign up or a subscription offer or a survey or a promoted story. It really depends on who you are in our funnel and what type of, of person and segment you might fall into. And that's you know how we're using Zephyr to manage these experiences. Uh, my team creates the trees within Zephyr and then chooses the outcomes based on a specific um, audience segment's needs and our goals for that audience segment. So um, for example, we've created a sub-segment of our get them to pay funnel stage for people who have taken that step of registering on our site. We have a registration wall and um, we ask people to register in exchange for viewing um, you know, an additional story um, before they become a subscriber. And so on one part of our, our page, um, you know, we're going to show them a, a special offer for a full subscription and, and explain in that offer the value that they would get if they would um, follow through with, with being a full subscriber. They also may see a um, promotion for a subscriber exclusive story that our newsroom promotes. So our newsroom has a hand as well in, in these dynamic experiences. And they're able to select specific content that that specific audience segments should see. And at the same time, on the same story, someone who's top of funnel might see a newsletter call to action and, and a promotion for a specific newsletter because we know we need to build that relationship with them before we can expect them to subscribe. So that's obviously a way of moving them down that funnel on that funnel you're obviously targeting on i guess looking at lifetime values and annual revenues per users does that enable you then to make quite a prediction so you've got these typologies and you can say hey look someone that's in this was it civic uh civic typology for example um can you take a guess or a, a guesstimate on the lifetime value of those customers and annual revenue per users so we're really excited about, um, I mean, just the power of using Zephyr to um, operationalize these dynamic experiences. We're looking at our funnel segment and we have a pod called our Dynamic Zones pod, um, which meets, it's a cross-functional group. So it includes people from products, um, our newsrooms, our um, sales and marketing teams, and our data teams. And we come together and we are analyzing what is actually effective in moving people through the funnel? What types of cards are making a difference um, in these experiences to, to provide value to specific audiences? Um, and so we're, we're, we're meeting and actively studying those um, audience segments and how they're moving through our funnel and how they interact with dynamic experiences. And um, it's going to be a group that continues to meet and empowers this. And then this is going to expand beyond our story pages. So we're looking at dynamic experiences and um, uh, for our paywall. So we can start to understand, you know, how can we provide the right subscription offer to the right audience segment at the right time? Um, and even perhaps other touch points off platform, maybe through newsletters or through um, other, other ways that we reach our audiences. 
That's awesome. And I know I sort of took that off piece there. So I appreciate you kind of diving into that. Um, uh, so two more questions from me. Firstly, what's next? Where are you going next with this kind of, uh, you've got dynamic experiences. Where does that go from there? You know, we do have a group that's looking at, um, on Shannon's team, that's looking at funnel to monetization. But it's not just about um, maybe the end, end state always being a subscriber um, to us, but it could be subscribing through another kind of off platform for a certain uh, typology. Or it might be, we know they're probably never going to subscribe. We know that there's that group, uh, but we know that they might be interested in micropayments because they want to finish a story or they might be. So we're looking at different ways and we have models and forecasts for all of our different um, types of users in different segments and the different platforms that they engage with us on. So we've kind of built that all in to understanding um, what would work on a story page, but just in general, what works for these, these customer groups. And we're seeing a lot more um, newsletters, touch points like that coming through in the last few what months, years, I guess, and and the more engagement coming through that, which is awesome. I said to, I said two more questions. I meant three because I've got two random questions for you both at the end here. Um, firstly, um, uh, I'm curating an upbeat playlist uh, for Zephyr, um, and I want one song each, please, from from uh, from you both to to add to that playlist. Maybe Jessica, we start with you. You know, I, uh, thinking about Zephyr and to be on theme, um, I think you should go with a forest from The Cure <laughs> because we are knee deep in building a tree, trees and forests in Zephyr right now. So I think you need a forest for The Cure. Look at that quote. I like that. And uh, I'm sure when I pass that on to James, he'll like that too. And uh, Shannon, your choice? Sure. I'm going to go with North Carolina themes because that's where I live. Um, and I'm going to pick um, a song by the Avett brothers called At the Beach because I am at the beach. <laughs> there we go. Look at that. I'll make sure those two are both on there. And uh, finally, last question. Um, let's pretend we finally, um, I was talking at the start of this, maybe before we started recording. And uh, last time we, we all saw each other, we were in New York. Um, pretend we're back actually in New York again, which, yeah, I guess it's a pipe dream at the moment, but maybe we'll get there soon. Um, we go to a bar. Um, what would be your beverage of choice to go and choose? Well, in the morning, if we're at a bar in the morning, <laughs> I'm going to have a dark roast coffee with a splash of cream. I have to have a really, really big cup of coffee in the morning. But in the evening, I will settle in with a full-bodied cab. Nice. I like that, Jessica. I'm going for something gin based. I mean, you can pick your time of day. Um, <laughs> Morning. <laughs> so probably something I would probably order an aviation or martinez or something or maybe just a gin and tonic I like that a morning gin um really good choices there um look uh, Shannon Jessica really appreciate you uh, coming on and talking about this today um people won't be able to see this on camera but my dog decides to jump on me halfway through this recording so I've been trying to hold him still since but look really appreciate you uh, you both coming on and recording this thank you very much for your time and uh uh, hopefully we can record something soon again for uh, for this podcast.